People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to thank all of our sponsors uh, before we get started. This is uh, another one of our Nashville shows. We are up here all week uh, on January the 10th, which is today. I don't know why the hell I'm going to say this, but we got a show at Live Oak tonight in case I put this out beforehand. And uh, one of the people that used to work, or I guess you still work at Live Oak, uh, Miss Carlisle Griffin, uh, is on the show with me today. Thank you for coming to hang out. Uh, very much appreciate it. It still is funny to me that I knew who you were, but I had no idea who the fuck you were. <laughs> and I've heard your name so much, and it just did not click with my ass until Reagan said Carlisle earlier. And I was like, I have been told about you for like the past year. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, everybody's like, hey, you should get her on one of your shows, uh, one of your rounds. And the fact that Vaden just kind of hooked this up out of the blue, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew who you were. I was just waiting on you to catch up. I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> Trust me. You can ask any woman that's ever been in my life. I don't catch up. I am so far behind uh-huh. and yeah. lagged that no, it's bad. You got there eventually. It's all right. Uh, uh, when I started looking at your Instagram yesterday, mm-hmm. um, the video you have when you're singing, uh, what's the Zach Bryan song that you sing on there? Oh. Driver. Yeah, Hey Driver. Oh, my God, dude. That shit is so smooth. Like <laughs> oh, my God. That was fun. That, that was actually, it was kind of like spur of the moment because I was on a bachelorette trip. It looked like he was in a sorority house or something. Well, yeah, kind of. So one of my really good friends from college, um, who was one of my sorority sisters, and she was my roommate for, I think, three and a half years of college. Um, We had her party in Charleston that weekend, and we were staying um, at this old house in downtown Charleston that had this beautiful, beautiful piano, upright piano in the foyer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was messing around with it, and we were kind of waiting around that day. It was Sunday of that weekend, so we were all a little hungover from the night before, <laughs> and we had like a sunset cruise we were going on that night. So everybody was getting ready and getting dressed, and I was sitting there tinkering. I hadn't really listened to a lot of that album yet, yeah. Um, just because most of my music taste is stuck about 40 years ago. Oh, so hell yeah. So I have friends that keep me in the know on yeah. things, and they were – they were in charge of the playlist that weekend. I was not allowed to touch it, which is fine. I never am. Um, I don't give the option to my friends anymore. I just hook my shit up. Yeah. And my stuff is the same way. Well, I mean, sometimes sometimes there is a time and a place for the stuff that I like to listen to, but it's not always. What do you I like to listen that. to? Um, I mean, Fleetwood Mac's my favorite band of all Ooh. time. So Fleetwood Mac, Bob Seger. Eagles, um, I love Joni Mitchell, Carol King, James Taylor, that kind of singer-songwriter, folky stuff, Jackson Brown. 
Um, and then I really love like old soul music, Otis Redding, Al Green, Let's Four go. Tops, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Clarence Carter, all that kind of stuff. Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a huge, like country music will always be like my bread and butter, like that's what I love. But you turn on like some Muddy Waters mm-hmm. or you turn on that bluesy mm-hmm. shit. I think it's the sexiest music oh e- ever. Oh my God. Yeah, whenever whenever I hear anybody doing anything along those lines, yeah, I get excited. Like in yeah. probably the worst ways possible. I, I understand. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't see how people don't. I don't see how when you hear that shit, I know. It, does, it just fuck. It blows my mind how that could not appeal to everyone. Yes. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's just it's my favorite. It always has been. That's the one thing I, I'll put on if I'm, you know, feeling sad or yeah. in a bad mood or whatever. That's one the one type of music I can always turn to because I know it's it might not make me feel better, but it's not gonna make me feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I listen to Aretha Franklin's greatest hits more than I listen to anything. Mm-hmm. I love. I think she's got the best voice of all oh, time. God. And I won't. I won't touch her. I would never try to sing one of her songs. I don't, I don't think anybody can. No. I don't think anybody should. You, Unless you're like Jennifer Hudson or something. I still, is there's even something about like Aretha though. Like, even when you hear somebody else doing anything, it just doesn't have, there's, there's something about that. When you got that heart and soul, mm-hmm. man, you, somebody can't remake that shit. No. You're, you're born with that. That's instinctual. I wish I was. <laughs> I'm good at talking shit, and that is about it. Hey, not everybody's good at that. We got to have some shit talkers in the you, world. You probably have heard, though, you being at Live Oak and being a bartender there, you probably have heard a lot of people talk shit, though. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to kind of hone in your shit talking a little if you're going to be behind that bar. Um, I, I can't really... It's been a while. I haven't worked a shift in probably six months, so I'm... I'm uh, not as fresh as I used to be. Yeah. But, I mean, you get all kinds of type of people that come through there. You get musicians on the weeknights, but on the weekends, you've got bachelor parties, you've got military guys in on leave, you've got just college kids in and out, anything you could imagine. And But some of them are fun. You know, I, I've met so many people working at that bar that are just fun people to talk to. Because um, we'd have, you know, Saturday or Sunday mornings is when I would typically work on the weekends. We open at 11, but you don't see anybody till about 2 o'clock. Oh, I know. When Hasten, before we knew each other good, and I think Vaden might be actually who hooked me up with him too, uh, and he started letting me do the podcast there. Mm-hmm. I had to do 11 to 2 because he was like, well, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's bringing, like, what he's bringing to the table or anything like that. So that 11 to 2 shift is dead. That was brutal. It sucked, dude. It's brutal. Unless you have the odd Saturday in the fall where there's a real College good football. noon game on. Yeah. And then you might be good. And we also host the Patriots fan club on Sunday, which I do have a good story about that too, um, that when I first started, those noon Patriots games. Okay, so I don't know nothing about breed. this. I don't. I've always seen like the Patriots stuff in there, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like y'all did like a Patriots thing. Yeah, so we host the Patriots fan club and also the Florida State Alumni oh. Association, which I didn't know when I um, started working there. And I went to Clemson. I'm a Clemson grad, so okay. we instinctually don't really care for Florida State. Much. I bet you don't. <laughs> Especially not after this year. That that game <laughs> broke my damn heart, but. 
when I would bartend that game, I would always wear my Clemson sweatshirt. Um, and I actually got more tips doing that. Really? You would think, yeah. Was it like people giving you hell about it, though? Oh, yeah, but I give it right back. I mean, I'm not – I understand. Yeah, you seem like the type that would give it, like – I know, like, bartenders, are. you don't necessarily have to be ornery, mm-hmm. I guess, but I always like one that just literally you can tell – it's either the resting bitch face on somebody mm-hmm. or just ready to spout off it right back. I love yeah. watching that. I love when a bartender gets in it with somebody. Oh, and it's funny because you'll have some people, you just see the light turn on in their eyes when you start throwing shit back at them. And that's when it gets really fun because then it kind of turns into a performance. You know, it's, yeah. it's not really you anymore. You're just playing a character, which I used to do some acting and stuff in high school and musical theater and all that jazz. So I get a little kick out of that. Um, just kind of playing the character. I don't know if I'm that person all the time, but I, I can be. I grew up in quite a shit-talking environment. Uh, How old are you, by the way? I'm 24. Okay. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get 36. And you always, you always have to think about how fucking uh, was, old you are. I was are. about to say 23, and I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not right anymore. I'm, I'll, I'm turning 25 this year. So okay. I'm on my way up. What is the? What's like one of the? You got like a standout moment at Live Oak as far as some of the performances and stuff that you've had to sing there? I always like asking that because I just love the writer's yeah, rounds and everything so yeah, much. Yeah, I do. I have a couple. Um, I would I would have to say the first one, and you'll have to ask Kaysen about the story sometime because okay. he tells it probably better than I do. But um, when I started working there, I didn't really verbalize much that I was – I had moved to Nashville to do music. Yeah. I didn't know any, anything much about Live Oak. I didn't know it was a songwriter's bar when I got the job there. Um, and maybe they probably told me that. I just didn't know what it meant. And so a couple months into working there, I was working a Sunday morning shift for a Patriots game. And that fan club, typically, they do kind of a whole monologue spiel and a prayer and a national anthem before the game starts. Okay. And um, so they'll have somebody come in and sing the national anthem. And I was working. It was, I mean, it was pretty busy. It was early in the season, so they were still getting a lot of people in there. Um, this was back when, you know, the Patriots were actually decent. They looked like trash. I'm a bit, I'm a that's, big a whole nother, that's a whole nother yeah. tangent. I'm not going to go there. Um, but Hasten comes around the bar and he goes, hey, they need somebody to sing the national anthem. Will you do it? I heard you're a singer. I've heard this story. <laughs> I shit you not. I've heard. Has he told Hasten you? has told me this. <laughs> yeah. And so um, – I look at him and I go, are, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I'm serious. I said, okay, I'll do it. He goes, you're serious? I said, who, are we serious or not? I'll do it. <laughs> and he goes, all right, all right, I'll tell him. And um, so I used to sing the national anthem at Clemson for the baseball games and the basketball games. Did Hayson know, know no. you could sing? No, he had no idea. He didn't tell me to this is, I know, I know I've heard the story me. now. Because yeah. he apparently does that to people and I just yeah. happened to say yes, but... I got up on stage and I started singing and I watched him and Dave back in the sound booth. I watched both of their jaws hit the floor <laughs> and um, I, it was awesome. It might be one of the better national anthems I've ever sang just off the cuff, but the place went nuts and I went back to work. I made so much money in tips that I day because everybody was just like, oh my God, you're so cool. And then Hasten came back around and he goes, um, you're fired. You can't work here and sing like that. That's just, that's not right. I cannot remember where we were at when he told me this. But I remember him telling me that story. Yeah, it's a good story. Hell yeah, it is. It's a good story. Uh, speaking of Dave, uh, 
I have an embarrassing story about Dave. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a moron. Uh, <laughs> We've covered that. <laughs> yeah. I, it was one of our first shows we had done there. And Dave came to run sound. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who Dave was. Oh, no. <laughs> I kept calling him the fucking sound guy. <laughs> the fucking one of the owner. Like, because uh-huh. I did not know. He's just the sound And, guy. like, the guy who's, like, my big brother is the guy that lives up here. His songwriter named Lee Tucker. Yeah. And Lee that. knew who it was. He Can't wouldn't tell. tell nobody fucking told me. So, like, during the show, we're recording on stage. And, like, I'm thanking Hasten and the bartenders and all this kind of shit or whatever. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, I want to thank the sound guy, too, back here. <laughs> and I shit you not, we're in the middle of the show. Lee Tucker is like, Josh, by the way, that's another one of the owners. And I'm just like, mother... Because why, why? I, I, I wasn't, like, bad to the dude yeah. or anything or whatever. But I, was, I wasn't acting like he was an owner. Lee just wanted to watch you. He made me little, like an asshole. Uh huh. Yeah. That was on purpose. I, so, but they've done they've done a lot for me. Like I, me like too. our show, even being what it is and ranked what it is, being able to go to a bar like Live Oak, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. just the what it. I just feel like it's a special place anyway. It is so. Like much. It's, they, I'm so appreciative. It is. I mean, that is where. I met probably 90% of the people that I know in town. Um, Because when I moved here, I moved here August of 21. Yeah. Um, I knew one person, my roommate. She and I went to Clemson together, and we're in an acapella group there. And um, (laughs) You were in an acapella group? Yeah, we were. It was... It was, yeah, it was fun. I like acapella. Like, it was it's, it's kind of like one of my weird things. Like, there's a lot of acapella videos on my TikTok, uh-huh. to be it, real with you. Yeah, we, we lived pitch perfect. It was cool. Um, anyway, so I knew her, and I didn't really know anybody else. And so I started working at Live Oak and got to know the people I was working with and the regulars that were coming in. And, um, yeah, that's where I met everybody, and that's kind of where my story started. So it, it feels like home to me. Yeah, that that's where like, and I've, it's kind of been one of them things too, to where, with, with it going down to second or whatever mm-hmm. off of Broadway, I kind of don't want it to, like I I really just I love what it is. Yeah. And I've had a lot of like really special moments. The first time, um, the first time my show got in the top one hundred in the world, I was there celebrating. I came up from Georgia just to, on a random night to hang out with some friends, uh, just as like to pat myself on the back type of shit. Mm-hmm. And the riders round that night was Aaron Lewis, Ashley McBride, Dylan Carmichael. And I had no idea. And I walk in the door and I'm hanging out with my friends or whatever. And I remember sitting there that night mm-hmm. and just being like, this place is fucking amazing. And now a year or two or two years later or whatever, like getting to do stuff there. There's, mm-hmm. there's something special about it. Like I, I try to tell folks back home, they're like, Oh, what band are you going to see there? And not, they're always asked questions about, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to see a band. I'm going to see songwriters mm-hmm. and people just don't get it. Like where I'm from, they don't understand it at fucking no, they all. Don't. They, it's, they, it's th- a really they think hard concept to yeah. explain to somebody. Who's they, never seen it before. they really do think, and I hate that people are like this, that if, it's not on radio, it's not good. Right. And it's like, no, you don't know. Like, the best music I've heard in my life mm-hmm. has not even, no, it's not even close to being on radio. Yeah. And Which it, is wild. I'll tell you another thing that blows my mind about it a lot, too, though, is 
when you see people and you hear how good they are and how great their songs are, mm -hmm. and then you're like, this person, isn't that a deal? This person isn't, like, it doesn't make sense to me for the most part. Yeah. I've had that thought many a time um, working in there because it's just, it's insane the amount of talent that is in this town. Yeah. That goes unrecognized at a larger level. I've done got to where I'm a dickhead back home, which dickhead anyway, but I'll, I get a bunch of like, I don't want to say kids. I get a lot of people that are like chasing their dream. And I try to tell everybody, you ain't got but one life you ought to. Mm -hmm. You ought to just do it. But I'm a realist. Yeah. And I try to tell so many of these people back where we're from that reach out, that want to come to the show, that want to go on a writer's round or whatever. They're always asking me like, do you think you got to be in Nashville? And I do my best to say it in a nice way, but I'm like, look, the best person in our hometown, the best person in any hometown, goes up there thinking that they're going to be the best when they get there. Mm -hmm. And you're not. Like, just because you were the best in little, wherever, you get there and everybody, Every everybody time. you meet is the best <laughs> in their hometown, right? Yeah. It's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. It's like leaving high school and going to an honors college thinking you're still going to be smart. And you get you're not. You're, yeah. Well, you know? Which that was hard for me too when I first moved because I just was overwhelmed by it. the amount of talent in this town, the amount of talented vocalists and talented songwriters and, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, and I think that's hard for a lot of people to figure out how to deal with, how to not take that personally, yeah. like onto yourself and really sort of start to focus on what it is that makes you unique, what you yeah. are the best at, and not looking at the overarching goal of, oh, well, that person's a better singer, that person, yeah. you know, is better at playing guitar or whatever. Um, you got to have a strong sense of self to, to be well, able to stay here. Well, I think you got to be smart enough not to compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm, that's another part of it, too. Yeah, because yeah. like, it, it's everybody, and like all my buddies, I feel like, are equally as good, but in different ways. Yeah. And like I could see, especially uh, we went to the listening room last night, and we watched uh, Jenna Lamaster, Casey Tyndall. I always do I say her name wrong? Is it Tisdall or Tyndall? Tyndall. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I always think I say it wrong. Love to. Um, Fair and Rachel's and and uh, Ashlyn Craft. Yeah. And Crazy. watching them, even Farron said, like back in the '90s, where there's a lot more women on country, like on radio and everything. And you leaving just fucked up my whole train of thought there. Good job, Reagan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you don't realize, like, she really just fucked me up. I had a great thought in my head, and it was about women and country music. Damn and it, it was about how not enough of y'all are on the radio, and a lot more should be heard. Uh -huh. And it just slipped. It's agreed. Well, all four of those women that you mentioned are absolute badass. Peace, dude. I mean, crazy. Yeah, I've for, seen them. I've seen all of them play at, yeah. at Live Oak. I've had I've had all of them on the show, but Casey. But I think since I started doing the show, like half the time she was pregnant. Yeah. So like I, was, I didn't ask then, but I'll, I'll hopefully get her. Uh, but you you stand out like with them though. I'm telling you, like when I listened to your stuff yesterday, mm -hmm. you have a unique voice. That's what the fuck I was getting to. Is <laughs> there we go? Not, it's, it's not. It's not. It fucking hit me right there. It's. Not comparing yourself to somebody else, but being self-aware that you're unique. Right. Like, I think that's how you succeed. Mm -hmm. Like, knowing, like, you, you can't overstep or you can't 
sit there and say, oh, I'm going to go and sing a Laney Wilson song yeah. or something like, and try to be Laney Wilson. Mm -hmm. Like when I heard you doing the Zach Bryan song, yeah, it's like, this is so unique. Like your voice, it stands out. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that was, that was a cool thing. Um, I, I've made all of my friends stand in the back of that video for me. I had an idea in my head. I don't know if it really came through the way that I imagined it, but it worked out really well either way. And I ended up having the war and treaty comment on that. Oh, that's cool. On that post. Um, and notice it out of the, you know, millions of covers people have done yeah. that song, which was, that I, was kind of validating, you know, when you, when you do stuff like that and TikTok's so hard these days when you're just cranking stuff out and nobody's seeing it. And it's, you know, the same stuff over and over again. That's that little light when yeah. things like that happen is like, Oh, I am doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, I thought that they were going to sing like harmonize with you the way that they lined oh, yeah. up in the back. <laughs> And that's what I was waiting for the whole time. I think everybody was waiting for that, so maybe that's why they watched it to the end. I don't know. But, um, no, they're, they're all super supportive. All of us went to college. We were all in the same sorority together, mm -hmm. and um, we've stayed friends throughout the years. We do this uh, thing in February in my hometown that we like to call Swamp Fest. Swamp Fest. We started it my freshman year of college, and I bring all of them down. Um, the first year we started – my dad, he um, he guides quail hunts okay. for fun. So we have a bunch of bird dogs and stuff. And so he kind of wanted to show off a little, like kind of <laughs> what we do down there, you know, because yeah. I grew up that way, and I'm so thankful to have had that experience because it is so fun, and I love sharing it with my friends. But a lot of them, you know, had never shot a shotgun or shot skeet or gone hunting and done any of that stuff. So we brought them down that first year, and um, – shot birds and you know showed them how to load a shotgun and how to shoot skeet and do all that stuff and as the years went on we kind of dropped the hunting part kept the shoot skeeting but we realized we like to drink beer too much to actually hunt so um, that gets in the way of me doing a lot it of does. shit it gets in the way and we just want to have fun you know so we we shoot skeet and then we do a big old trail ride with all of our atvs we had oh, 14 cool, of them last year to accommodate everyone this thing gets bigger every year um, and then in my sophomore year of college, I started playing in a cover band in Clemson. And so we started bringing them too. And so on that night, uh, the Saturday night of that weekend, we'd bring all the stuff out. The band would play. We'd do a big concert for everybody who came. And, um, yeah, they, they keep coming down. And I don't really know where I was going with that. I'm sure I had a point at some at some part it's of that okay. story. It's okay. This, is, this one's just going to be random. Yeah, that's so fine. Be fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I guess my point was that they're they're all really really good friends of mine and have been extremely supportive yeah. in this journey of mine, and they continue to be. And that was you know part of their solidarity. Of but yeah, we'll stand in the back of this video while you tinker on the piano if you want. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, do you get like? I try to ask everybody this, like, where do you think you are, like, as far as obtaining your goal? Like, do you, like, I know a lot of people get stuck. They get complacent. Yeah. And they just don't realize, like, hey, every day you got a chance to win another battle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you think that you're doing, like, trying to achieve what you want right now? I think I'm, I'm still on an upward climb for sure. Yeah. But I feel like I have upward momentum. And that's – I don't know exactly how far along – I am, but my measure for myself, what I've always continued to tell myself through these few years that I've been trying to do this is whenever it gets to a point where I kind of feel like I'm stagnant, mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. is when I'm going to need to reassess yeah. things. Because I've had a lot of exciting things happen in the last few months, a lot of exciting things that will happen in the next few months that I think are really going to put me on that kind of upward trajectory, maybe a little faster than what I have been doing. I've got some new songs out, or new songs coming that I just finished recording that'll be released this year and some other really cool stuff that's happening. So I'm, I guess I will say like 25% of the way. I'm still okay. really building that base, figuring out who I am, figuring out what kind of brand I've got, what sort of message I want to bring to people, what kind of vibe I want my music to have. Like I'm still finding my place. Um, and I think that's going to take a little bit more time and uh, a little bit more self. <laughs> the fuck is that? Do you hear that? Somebody cutting the grass? I didn't see any grass outside. Jesus Christ, what is that? <laughs> I know that y'all can't hear this, but it sounds like... You, we know what it sounds like. <laughs> is, is there something in a drawer? That's in here, right? Or is that... No, I think it's upstairs. I don't think there's an upstairs. There is an upstairs. I accidentally walked all the way to the top. Oh, no shit. The door on the way <laughs> Holy shit. It literally... That sounds like a vibrator in a drawer. Yeah, yeah. That is horrible. That's a powerful one. Oh, Gee, that's a, what's a, what is a, fuck, what is it? Um, damn it. <laughs> We're going to get one. <laughs> I, I can. <laughs> it's got a Hemi. <laughs> Shit. God. You know, of all people. That like something like this would happen. Do you hear it too? What is that? I don't know. That's of all people that something weird like this would happen. It'd be a nice, classy person like you. Hey, you and, just gotta yeah. take the punches as they come in. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that you said twenty five percent. By the way, yeah. Because I always like to tell, and you you probably have assessed this better than anybody being a bartender at Live Oak. I like to figure out who's full of shit or not. Mm -hmm. And like, it's real easy to tell. Like when you ask somebody something like that, where they think they're at in their process. Yeah. If they ever say that they're almost there. Yeah. No. Fuck that. You're usually, you're anybody, usually fucking full of shit. Nah. Anybody who's real with themselves know yeah. that that is really not the case. And I'm extremely hard on myself. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever say I think I'm almost there. Yeah. I don't even think I'll say that when I, I am there. Well, I, I'm a big process guy. Like yeah. I, I always have been scared to get to where I wanted to be, because when you get to where you want to be, where the hell do you go? Yeah. I kind of I kind of like the idea of the the whole journey, the just in, like learning to love the process. I mm -hmm. guess. Cause I'm scared to death what will happen when I get yeah, there. And it's like, what, what am else? I going to do? I know what else is there. I'm with you on that. Like I've really, something I've wanted to do this year is really dive into figuring out what my songwriting process is. Yeah. Because for years it's just been sporadic as hell. I try Trust to me, like I figure like... out what it is that makes it click for me. But I mean, I go through spells. I'm kind of in one right now where I just haven't really been able to sit down and get a complete song out. Cause I can't, focus long enough and I've got too many things going on like it's just it's difficult it comes in waves and I sit sometimes and I'm wondering am I even good at this like yeah. is this even something I can do <laughs> you know? uh, for me it's the people I'm around yeah like that's what it is like I haven't even had a good idea for shit 
in a couple months. And then me and Will was on the way up here from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And it was like both of us. It started like firing. Like it, it just, it's one of the things. But I also think being around creative people yeah. makes you more creative. Mm -hmm. Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And when you're around people that, that speak in hooks, that speak. That, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, I love my friends back home, but I, you're, when you're around a bunch of poets, dude, I mean, it's just everybody's saying something that mm -hmm. somebody in your hometown ain't going to say. Right. So that, that, that's kind of like, that's where my process, like, and it's not like I'm good at it. I do it for more therapy and fun than yeah. anything. Like, this yeah. is my world here, with the talking and shit. But, yeah, whenever... I don't know what my process is. And then when I try to force it, mm -hmm. when I'm like, oh, I got, I need, I want to do something today. Like, I, it's like, no, it's yeah, horrible. It's horrible every fucking time. I can't. It, yeah, it has to come to me. It really does. I don't think it used to be like that for writing songs, though. I think that it used to be where it wasn't, it wasn't a job, yeah. I guess. It was more fun. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, when I get an idea, that's what I'm going to write. Not that I have to go sit down and, Say and I have it scheduled. Oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I've heard Hank Williams Jr. talk about it a lot, to where he's just. He said that if he's on his boat and he gets an idea, he'll go right. Mm -hmm. If he's in a deer stand, he'll get an idea, he'll go right. But if you put him in a room and tell him he has the right, he's horrible. You know, I have found that also that when I get into situations like that, I almost don't want to do it. Yeah. Like it's that. And I don't know why that is, but I, I get most of my ideas when I'm doing other like mundane activities. I'm yeah. washing the dishes. I'm going for a walk. I'm driving. I take a lot of long drives by myself. Like, oh, that's my fave, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's when I get most of those ideas, and I, I don't know if I could, you know. I had somebody ask me once if I was looking for a publishing deal, and I said, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, not really. Yeah. Because um, the idea of having to go into a room with random people six, seven, eight times a week and yeah. tr be pressured to write something that a lot of people are going to like, I, yeah. I'm not going to function well in that environment. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not at all. And I think it kind of takes away, like, I'm a big uh, legacy guy mm -hmm. to where, like, I want the people that I'm around or the people that, like, I associate with not to be worried about right now. Yeah. But, like, 10, 15 years from now. And I love the people that write the songs that it's not going to ever touch country radio. Mm-hmm. But in their environment or in their circle, people are still going to be singing it, playing it, everything in 15 years. Yeah. Like, I love that. And when you, when you restrict, you're writing to one environment. It just seems like it's so just mundane and, and blah. It's mundane. It's monotonous. And, like, you can't chase what's popular now and use that as a blueprint because the things that become popular are the things that break the mold. Yeah. It's not like a formulaic thing that you can just follow and, oh, you're going to pop off or whatever. Yeah. It's figuring out how you're going to make that work for you. Yeah. I've, I've had to tell myself so much uh, that if you go listen to, I'm just going to say Willie, he didn't care. Yeah. He, he wrote what he wanted to write, how he wanted to write. Like he, he didn't, and today I feel like everybody is like, oh, there's a mold. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be three minutes, like all this shit. And I love hearing when the artist says, fuck the mold, I'm gonna do it my way. And then it's like some real art, like it, yeah. it's real fucking good. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know where they're, 
I don't know in music. I guess when it stopped being just music and more entertainment and business and all this type of shit, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, no, we're going to make everything the same. It's going to be cookie cutter. Yeah. And we're only going to let a couple of people stand out. And then when we get tired of them standing out, we're going to get another other couple of people. And I just don't, I don't feel like that's what music is supposed to be. It's not. It is supposed to be art. It's supposed to be a version of self-reflection yeah. or self-expression yeah. in a way. Like you can't. Well, that's why can't people. Put that in a mold. That's why people have favorite artists because that yeah. when they are actually putting themselves out there, you identify with them. You're like, oh, no, this is my person. Mm-hmm. Like you don't hear, and I'm not knocking this guy. You don't hear somebody being like, damn, Kane Brown, that's my guy. Like his is so deep, and it's like he's obviously good at what he fucking does. Like yeah. I'm not, it's not my type of shit. But what the fuck are they doing up there? Uh, you just don't ever. Hear it like, but you hear about Jamie Johnson, you right. hear it about Randy Hauser, hear it about Bobby Pinson's old ass. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you hear it about those folks to where it's like, no, that's that's the kind of shit I love, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I wonder sometimes if that's why I continue to gravitate backwards towards the core kind of like folk singer, songwriter, yeah, Jackson Brown, Willie Nelson, James Taylor sort of stuff is because they were just writing because that's what they wanted to write, yeah. I yeah. love it. they were telling stories, too, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've I've rode many a dirt roads with people that were just playing background music. Mm-hmm. Like I like Luke Bryan first couple albums, but the rest of the stuff is just not. It's not for me. It's not bad. Yeah. Like clearly, once again, I have to watch how I say this because when I first started doing this show, I would shit on people mm-hmm. and not realize I was shitting on people. Yeah. And I love what they do. I love that they have a fan base and all this kind of stuff. But I don't want to just hear background music. I don't want it to just be another song. Yeah. Like, if I'm listening to it or, like, I'm writing with my buddies or whatever, I want it to be something that when somebody hears, they're like, this touched me. Like, in one way or another, it makes you cry, laugh, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think there's enough of that still going. There's not. There's, um, I'm trying to think the last time that happened to me where a song, like, kind of reached out and got L- me a little bit. Last night. Really? Fair and Rachel's has a song. It's called Fool's Gold. Yeah. It is, holy shit. <laughs> and it's talking about, and it's from a woman's perspective of cheating yeah. on her husband. And I can't remember how the fucking line goes, but. It says, let me take on this. It's, it, it says something along the lines of, she cheated on him in a, a hotel room in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And it says, I'll be. Yeah. Because he's wearing fool's gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. His his wedding ring is fool's gold. Yeah. And she's hiding the fact that she cheated because she knows it would break his heart. I'm telling you, fuck. <laughs> like, so good. Damn. Uh, I live for those moments. So, like, I, I don't know what part of me just is obsessed. Yeah. I love sad girl country. Uh, sad girl country sad girl is country. legit my fucking fate. And I don't know why. <laughs> I I I am not like I'm not feminine at all. Yeah. But you play some sad girl country around me. I I love it. I have blared. Uh, you know Becca Ray. Mm-hmm. All right. She played on the show last year, and she played that song. Um, I don't want to have to fix you too. Uh, before I guess Megan Maroney cut it with yeah. uh, Cameron Marlowe. Becca Ray. Yeah, Becca Ray. Yeah. And I. 
have listened to that song. My daughter is 13. Yeah. When she gets in my truck and Megan Maroney's on the radio, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'm like, this is a great fucking song. <laughs> like, song. Yeah, my friends, I mean, cause we're, we're all, I'm 36. All my friends are around my age pretty much. And they're like, what is a grown man doing listening to these sad ass women songs? Uh, you go back to any 90s female country, mm -hmm. uh, Patty Loveless, mm -hmm. uh, all that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you would think I've been divorced five times. Mm -hmm. And I, all men have just done me wrong. Like, any time you're drinking around me. There's something about a woman scorn. That shit oh, my just... God. Well, y'all's perspective when you write a song like that, it, just, it hits. It makes you realize, like, I might be a piece of shit. I've heard women sing songs, and I'm like, I am the problem. Oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I have really fucked up somewhere. Like, I, it's, ugh. What's your favorite song that you've wrote? Ooh. Or the, one of your favorite sad ones that you wrote? Um, I wrote this song called God Knows. Okay. Um, a couple months ago, and I I haven't really done anything with it. I actually just found it again a couple days ago when I was searching through some stuff. Um, and it's kind of, it's like the point of view of a woman almost warning this other woman yeah. about a man. Um, saying that, like, you know, He's got a lot of lovers. He's got a lot of friends, but most of his enemies are inside. Ooh. And I think the line is, um, "Don't let Brian Martin hear that right now." I'll play for you if you want. I, I, um, you can try to change him. God knows I tried. Oh, uh, that's fire. Yeah, that was, that was that one's got some good lines in it. I'm I'm pretty proud of. Um, I, I like a good sad song. You want to play one or two before we get off here? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Where's your guitar at? It's right, Will, it's you right here. Will you hand her a guitar? Yeah, that one. Oh. When did and you the, get that you hat? That, can you grab the capo out of the um, box there? When the fuck did you get that hat? That is fat. I wish I didn't look that. Is one of your stylist pieces? Yeah. <laughs> I got one hat. That's... That is sick. I wish I could wear shit like that and not look stupid. Forgot this is uh, an open G. I'm gonna need that tuner too. Hey, will you enter the tuner, Will? How do you want me to situate this thing? Uh, just put it in front of you. Okay. And uh, if you want to plug that quarter inch in, you can. That's fine. We got the quarter inch right. And the pop. I did write a cool song the other day with my friend, uh, Matt Schlehetka. He showed me this open G tuning, which I've been messing around with. It's pretty cool. Let's see. Oh, shit. It's picking up just fine. Yeah, they're doing something.
Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing upstairs. I might call it the words just in That's case fine. I forget. Because <laughs> it has been Don't a we? minute. We're good. All right, this is a uh, this is God knows. I kill you. Careful with him, he's got knives in his smile. He'll invite you in, ask you to stay for a while. And he'll cut you long before you realize you're bleeding. When the lights are getting dim, your world is getting small, you'll see it shadow of him cast across the wall ten feet tall come to do some redeeming yeah he's got lots of lovers he's got lots of friends most of his enemies come from somewhere deep within maybe you can change him God knows I tried I met him in the summer of my 22nd year Something dark filled his eyes But he was grinning ear to ear God, he was beautiful Standing tall in that warm Virginia sun Oh, and for a while it was a movie It was a love idealized For a while I was the winner Then I was the consolation prize for the nights he couldn't find a better distraction Yeah, he had lots of lovers He had lots of friends Most of his enemies came from somewhere deep within Maybe you can change him God knows I tried Oh, I so he's still got that 69 Chevelle That scar on his right hand A chip on his shoulder As I lay dying on his nightstand Oh, take a note here, darling My memory serves well Oh, I apologize If I've overstepped my bounds He was something to me then 
Don't mean much to me now This was just a warning Go on and do as you please Just know that he's got lots of lovers He's got lots of friends Most of his enemies come from somewhere deep within Maybe you can save him God knows, God knows I tried. Holy shit. Uh, Instagram and here you on there don't do you justice, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Thank you. Uh, that's fucking smooth. Your voice is silk. Thank you. Shit, I didn't know it was that good. I didn't. I I, I'm so. <laughs> I don't. I, and I'm not. It's not just because you're on the show right now. Yeah. I'm not kissing your ass. You have got one of my favorite voices. Oh, thank you. I love it. It's like when you were talking about like some of your influences earlier. Yeah. The song or like the storytelling stuff, like the older shit. Mm -hmm. You can tell. And I love it. Oh, God, yeah. it's smooth. Dude, I, I steeped in that when I was young. Still do. I love it. Shit. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of, I'm just kind of stuck right now. You want to hear another one? Yeah, fuck yeah, I want you to play okay. a couple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. How much time you got? Yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we'll get that on the calendar. Uh, this is another sad one. Oh, hell yeah. This one's called uh, Love You Less. Love You Less? Love You Less. Already love it. Put you out. I've been dying 
And feel better now, I suppose. Since lightning that heavy load, but I'm afraid I miss the weight of your head on my chest. No, I can't love you anymore, but Lord, I don't love you any less. So. And feel better now, but I don't feel better now. Cause I'm afraid that I'll always miss the weight of your head on my chest. I know I can't love you anymore, my Lord, I don't love you any less, no. Shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Heaven. That, that's where she's from. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Do you know how smooth you are? Like, some days. Dude, shit. I mean this in the nicest way. That is 100% the song that you lust and love to. Like, your voice, period. Thank you, man. You are smooth. Thank you. It's, it's very, it's, I don't know how to feel about it right now. Mm hmm. I'm, t I'm taken back. That's okay. Just process. I'm t I can't. I, I don't know what's going on right here. Process it. Shit. Just process. Uh, I just love how you can tell you're not trying like you're authentic. Like what I hear coming out of you, mm -hmm. you, you've had to see people before that when you hear them play, you know that they're trying to sound that way, mm -hmm. that it's not them. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, you can tell like it's 100% you. I mean... It's just it's a product of my raisin, yeah. really, because I started out, I'm from South Carolina, the low country of South Carolina yeah. originally, and um, beach music is a huge thing down there, yeah. at least it was for my family, which is, you know, that kind of doo-wop stuff, the Four Tops, the Temptations, all that yeah. jazz, and, um, and my, my mom, my mom and my uncle actually were junior shag champions, shag dancing, and, and is a state dance of South Carolina, okay. which is what you, you know, you shag to beach music. They were junior shag champs when they were in high school. So both my mom, my dad's a great shag dancer. Like I have no idea what shag dancing is. Well, it's like swing dancing, but it's the steps are different. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Um, it sounds dirty to people. It does. That, it um, sounds don't know what I'm extreme. talking about. Well, it what's funny is the way you sing, it sounds like shag music. Like yeah. I, I like <laughs> but in a dirty way. That's why I was like, okay, if this is all they listen to there, yeah, I'm well, moving. 
Shit. Depends on who you ask, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up around all of that stuff and and just continued to dive deeper into it as I got older. So yeah. that's where a lot of my influence comes because I just, I love that stuff so much. Who hurt you? That's a great question, man. Shit. <laughs> uh, you want to do one more and we'll, we'll wrap this yeah, thing up? Sure. I want to hear, I could, look, I, I mean this, I could sit here and listen to you all day. That shit is so smooth. Thank you. I'll do this one. This one's a fun song. It's a little different than the other two. Um, but I wrote this with my friend, Austin Fail. He and I, I met him my freshman year of college. Uh, he was the founding member of the cover band that I ended up playing in for that entirety, the time that I was at Clemson. Um, but we remained really great friends since then. And he lives in Charleston now, and I was home in Charleston over the summer. And um, we had just gone out on a golf cart ride yeah. to the creek to hang out for a minute. He likes to take his guitar out there and play. And he was telling me about this idea that he and another friend had had uh, with, in some conversation they were having while they were drunk about um, meeting strangers out in places mm-hmm. and, and telling them stories about yourself, like all this in-depth stuff and then never seeing them again. He thought it was kind of an interesting copy. And I was like, that's great. Let's write that song. Yeah. And, um, the title kind of came as we were talking through the first verse, which it was another funny thing. About five years prior, we'd both written songs with this same title separately. Oh, no shit. And then we ended up writing that song again together. So, um, this song is called Same Page. I'm already going to love it. I already know. It was a lonely Friday night I was looking for a fight or a friend I came up on a smoky bar Saw a figure playing cards when I walked in So I sat myself down as he dealt another round Said, hey, where you been? I replied, I've been here the whole time Then we were two of a kind until the sun came in We shook hands and went on our separate ways We were writing different stories Spent a minute on the same page I was standing by a man On a platform in a station south of Penn Who had his nose in a Rolling Stone magazine From only God knows when He must have had an inclination I was contemplating on my bitter end When he looked up from his reading eyes a pleading And he asked me, baby, how you been? Well, he saved my life and then he saved my day We were writing different stories Spent a minute on the same page Come and they go, leaving a message but no name. They come and they go, come and they go, but in my memory, they remain. 
It's been raining in my mind It's been raining all the time Here in late May To the grocery store I go Turned out to be quite a show For a Tuesday I was at the protestant Trying to decide my plan When a well-manicured hand Came in my frame He was reaching for the grapes Had some eyes that matched the taste They were sweet and they were green And they were lovely, oh That was the first time I saw your face I don't think I can let it be the last time Oh no, I'll watch you walk away Maybe I'll come right back here next Tuesday To find if you and I can spend a little more time on the same page Shit. You you have the best phrasing. I I don't know what to say to you. Shit. That's um that's that's music theater, I think. Uh I don't know. It's, I don't know what you call it. Yeah. You have the best voice that's been on the show. Stop. I'm not fucking playing with like, I I I'm not playing. Like as far as smooth goes, you have the best voice that has been on my oh, and I've had a lot. I know that's quite a compliment. I appreciate that. It's one of those things to where uh oh, fuck. I'm trying to say this the right way so I don't sound like an asshole. <laughs> it's, it's where you know that if you don't make it, yeah. then the whole system's flawed. Like, 100%. Like, I, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Well, that's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for. So. So good. Thank you. I could, I'm serious. I could fucking listen to you all day. <laughs> it, it's, and it's one of those things, like, me and my daughter talk about this all the time because we have such different tastes in music. Yeah. But then we have a lot that's in common. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, I'll, I'll take Hardy. That's one me and her can agree on. We can both listen to that, and we both get the same thing out of it. Yeah. A 36-year-old man, a 13-year-old girl. Right. I know that me and Grace could listen to you, and both of us would enjoy it. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. Like, I love Brian Martin to death. Gracie's not going to listen to a Brian Martin song. Yeah. But I'm also Sorry, not going to listen to... You know, some poppy shit that she would like or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to find people that it does not matter. Like, how old they are, mm-hmm. what, where their background, where it comes from. Like, some shit just connects. Yeah. And you connect. Thank you. It's crazy. I knew, <laughs> I knew, like I said at the beginning of this, I had heard your name so many times. Mm-hmm. But just never put two and two together. I know why everybody's like, you need to get her on your show. Like, you need to sit down and talk to her. She's fucking awesome. And, yeah, I'm blown away, dude. Thank you. I've really enjoyed being here. So Well, uh, I'm sorry I'm hungover and it wasn't the best out of me today. <laughs> uh, the last two days have been rough. Yeah, no, um, I get it, man. It's all good. But uh, I'd love, um, if you can't make it today, I'd love to have you come play one of the rounds whenever. Absolutely. Whenever. And just, I'm not going to book anybody else. I'm just going to be you, four hours. That's all I want to hear. I, I'm I'm obsessed with women singers anyway. Yeah. Like it's just 
and I'm not trying to be creepy weird, dude, when I say this, it's the most attractive thing on the planet to me. Hearing a woman sing and being good at it mm -hmm. is literally, it's just, it, there's, it doesn't get any sexier to me. Your music yeah. is sexy as fuck. Even the sad songs. How do you make a sad song sexy? I, you sing it like you? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's a good blueprint. Yeah. But uh, but I really appreciate it. Um, you coming to hang out for a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, drop your socials real fast uh, yeah. so everybody can go find you. Yeah. And anything that you already have out, uh, tell them where they can find it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm Carlisle Griffin Music. C A R L Y L E, G R I F F I N, not E N. Carlisle Griffin Music on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and just Carlisle Griffin on all your music places: Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Um, I've got three songs out right now. Um, you can check out, and I've got three more in the can that are on their way expeditiously. So you'll be seeing that in the next couple months or so. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to send me some demos, some mm -hmm. work tapes and shit. I need that the the second one like now. Yeah. Like before we got the show. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure too, and it's like a lot of people that I meet up here too, you can't tell that they're a genuinely nice person. Mm -hmm. You can tell you're genuinely nice too. So it makes it even better that you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I hate meeting somebody that's so good and they're such yeah, a cunt. They like they're asshole. an asshole. That's yeah, the like worst. It makes it, it makes it just like, dude, I was just a fan five minutes ago. Yeah, and now like, I, I hate you. And yeah, now it's like, I'm going to go watch you play anytime I can. Like it is, it's, it's, it's cool because you're, you're a sweetheart. You can tell. Thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening, and uh, if I drop this, I don't know what the hell I'm going to drop it. What time is it? Yeah, I'm not dropping this day. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, so if you're listening right now, I, I, you, you have fucked me up. I don't know how to end my show now because of you. I am fucking, I am flabbergasted. Uh, anyway, all right, folks, well, thank y'all for listening to the Josh Terry Podcast. Please go check her out on everything. If you see her at a Riders Round and you see her out in Nashville playing, do yourself a favor. Uh, I do have, I will say, um, if anybody listening is in Georgia this weekend, I, I was telling me about this. opening up for Thompson Square in Gainesville, Georgia on Saturday. So I, I don't know how far that is from my studio in Georgia, but we're leaving tomorrow. I got a feeling you're going to see me this weekend. All right, come on. Fuck yes. Come on. Hell yeah. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all so much. Y'all go see her this weekend, too. I love y'all, and uh, we will catch you next time. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You are fucked. That's okay. <laughs>